Hey, welcome in everybody into the Overtime Heroics Hockey Podcast. I am Joe, joined by Luke yet again, as Frederick is out this week, but we are still have a great show and a great crew for you today. How you doing, Luke? Are you ready to talk about some great hockey again? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, Joe. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Always excited to talk about hockey as we have a good show for you today, as we're going to talk about the contending teams and what positions we think they need to acquire to put them over the top, as well as who's a standout player on their teams thus far. Then when we get through them, we're going to talk about the non-contenders, who's a guy that stood out for those teams still, even through having struggles this year. And then we'll talk about a player we think will be moved from that said team when it comes to the non-contenders. So, Luke, I'll let you pick... um, you said you want to start with the East Division. Is that correct for the contenders yeah. as we start with contenders? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so let me start, start with the Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What team did you want to start with? Well, let me do the Islanders first. The Islanders have a really good team, and you see with, you see with a lot of stats they have. So, I'm... So, hold on. One second. Hold on. Uh, okay. So I'm going to look at the Islanders and see what their players have and seen what their leaders did this year. Sorry, give it a second. Okay. So, okay. So Matthew Barzell is obviously leading the way. He's been doing um, a very good job with 10 assists and 8 points. He's continuing to be that skater that was drafted in that 2015 draft. That a lot of teams, including the Devils, technically took over. Um, John Gabriel Pajot is another name that is actually doing really well. He's fourth right now in their scoring with uh, four assists and nine goals. And then you also have someone like um, Brock Nelson in with the ten points. And you also have Josh Bailey, who I think actually no, sorry, I meant Andrews Lee. Andrews Lee was the guy that had that the Islanders resigned during the offseason, had about nine goals. I was just 14 points. He's been doing really good with that contract. And then you have a lot of um, the rookies, like Oliver Warstrom, who I think recently scored in a couple a game ago, has yeah, seven points. Yeah, he's been points. stepping up recently. Oliver Warstrom is definitely a guy that you look at, and he's definitely that one rookie they Islanders have. Honestly, I'm not seeing much from guys like Anthony Bavillier, Anthony Bavillier, and Cal Clutterbuck. These guys really aren't performing like they should be, and I think you have these guys aren't like nearly as level as they should. I think right now the Islanders may want to look into trading guys like um, not like Martin Pulak. Pulak is an assist, and he could be a good asset for a team that has is looking for an assist. And I also see, I see a lot of Adam Pilich. Pilich is not really that guy that they had only five points this year. But you look at you look at what he does. He's not that bad. I think he could be one of in the trade package, but. I think yeah, this well, is a team remember that... for contending teams, we were going to do it as um, who we liked on their team and then talk about what positions we think they need to trade for, not a oh, specific guy yeah, we yeah. think they yeah. would uh, yeah, no trade. Yeah, That's so get... for the uh, non-contending teams. Yeah. All right, so we can, uh, we can edit that out. My bad. I was just talking about the plays. Anyway, um, I think if the – so I'm going to go by – All right. Well, if I had to – I think they should go more – of a center, because I feel like they have... How many centers do they really have? 
Uh, the island, the Islanders yeah. would have. I mean, Sezikis is a center, but not a very consistent one. Bavillier can play center. Barzell obviously is a center. Um, you got uh, Sarnik or whatever that one. I mean, you also have Barzell, but Barzell also. Nelson's a center. Pajot's a center. Yeah. Nelson, though, plays on the wing a lot, so you have different guys that play center slash wing for them. I think if I would have to go, I think they don't have as many defensemen. Andy Green's not playing that great for the trade. And Adam Pilitz is also a guy that isn't performing. Nick Rody's the only defenseman that um, is performing, is the only defenseman they have. So I think they need more defensemen. And I feel like that might help their core. I would agree with that. I would say if you look at the Islanders, because a Barry Trotz-led team tends to usually push through with their defense. They tend to have their defense spark their offense and have a very solid defensive team where this year you haven't been able to see that until recently when guys really have figured it out in about the last seven or eight games, I would say, and they've gone on a better run this Islanders uh team has where now they're 11 6 and 4 after getting off to just a like average to mediocre start so it would be good i think to add in another defenseman i mean andy green also is 38 years old so i don't think you can expect above and beyond much from him at this point um pellick i agree with you i think he's playing pretty darn well because he gets over 20 minutes a game already which is uh, pretty good for a guy that came up in his mid-20s and is now 26 and still uh, getting better by the minute, which is great to see for him. Letty's been good offensively, but needs to show more in the defensive end. He's been not very impressive in that category, where Mayfield also has taken a step back this year. Where I think the reason, a big reason why they also need defense other than the fact that Green is aging is the fact that Mayfield's taking a step back and not forward. So if that continues, you're going to need a more solidification of someone that can kind of block shots, hit people around, and be consistent there. Well, losing Boychuk as a mentor in the room has been a big loss there where um, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth where defense, if you're going with the Islanders, has to be the primary Focus because if you look at centers, you at least have Nelson, Pajo, and Barzal. Like I said, where Casey Zizekas is nothing to desire, but he's a solid player at this point of his career at 30. So I would say it definitely goes down the defense. Where if I look at the guy that has impressed me for the Islanders, that would honestly be because I just expect Matthew Barzal to be an absolute uh, force on the ice. And he is that. It would probably be Eberly who impressed me in the playoffs and stayed aggressive this year, actually has eight goals, where you've seen him be more of a playmaker of late. He's shooting the puck more this year with eight goals, four assists, and 17-23 average ice time, according to Cap Friendly. So um, it seems like he's playing actually up to that 5.5 since last playoffs. And we saw it, um, the Flyers, as a Flyers fan firsthand, we saw him flying around the ice. Seems like he has his skates back under him. He's only 30, still not that old. So I think he's impressed me as the impressed player. But I think in terms of what they need, I fully agree with you. I think that's going to be a defenseman, and they could end up being a guy for the Jommersons of the world, or especially the Eckholms of the world who we'll get into when we talk about the Predators. But what were you going to say? So, why don't we move on to the Flyers? And this is something that you can use since you're the Flyers in here. 
who do you feel has impressed you and who do you feel is going to be traded? Uh, or, or one of the um, one of the oh, one what position? Yeah, what position do you think the Bulls should get? Well, this is pretty damn similar to the <laughs> to the uh, yeah. to the island. Um, the Flyers have had different people step up through injuries at the forward position. Not all defensively. Don't get me wrong. Where that's been a thing, the coaching staff has wanted more out of Patrick, who's coming off of an injury defensively. They've wanted more from Hayes defensively, who has a good plus-minus more because of his offense than his defense this year. But he showed that in the past couple games. In terms of impressed, though, it has to be uh, Van Riemsdyk, who has 25 points. Or It's close because I love Fairby, too, but, I mean, nobody expected JVR to have 10 goals and 15 assists for 25 points already. People were Some people, not myself, but some people were definitely saying 100% get rid of him for pretty much nothing, package a pick to get rid of him. Well, those people look real dumb now because he's the biggest contributing factor to why you were able to somehow win some of these games you didn't really deserve to win quite honestly and frankly early in the season he was a big guy Mr. Clutch along with Joel Fairby and they've been pretty damn good at the forward position even when it comes to guys stepping up so I would have to say when it comes to position, you still need defense, and that's why you've seen the Flyers. Every rumors you read on NHL trade rumors, the score and different apps tend to be about defense for the Flyers because Hart hasn't put up his consistent stats this year, but it's also be, been because the defense hasn't played as consistently in front of him. Niskanen retiring has been a huge loss and some that people took for granted, honestly where you need a veteran that kind of comes in and stabilizes, and there's definitely that position, similar to the Islanders. You need a veteran stabilizer because Braun still plays the game very smart. The problem is he's too slow to get to the positions he knows how to get to, where Hag is a solid defenseman, but obviously not anything overly dramatically special. He's just league average solid guy that can block shots and hit you. So I think defense similar to the Islanders is the big thing this team is going to need to get them over the hump if they want to get over the hump and potentially go as far as they could in the playoffs. Yeah. I also see Nolan Patrick, a guy who isn't performing like when he was taking second over on the job, people people thought that he was not going to perform well. He's not performing bad. He's just not as good in the center position as he is. He has five points, but he has he has he has a um, plus minus of three, which isn't that bad. And I'm looking at the stats here. I still like Joe Fairby. That's a guy I never suspected would would be in that top five scoring this season. I never suspected he would be doing that. And I could still see Claude Giroux performing pretty well. And James Lee's like, if I have to, I I agree with you on. You need to trade for a defenseman because I looked at some of the stats and you write about Justin Braun not being great and they possibly not being great. There's a lot the Flyers can do, especially with this type of how well they're doing. And if they can take advantage of the trade deadline, there's something there that they could eventually be one of the top teams in the uh, playoffs here. Yeah. Now, another contender we have to do since the East has a lot of people that are contending and only three teams that would be using for non-contenders. Who wants to talk about uh, Pittsburgh since neither of us are the biggest uh, fans of the Penguins, I would say, to say the least. Do you want me to take that, or do you want to talk about Pittsburgh? Well, I'll start first since I'll, since I'll start first since you started. I mean, okay. Sidney Crosby is just Sidney Crosby, 18 points. Um, he's still impressive like he is at his age. 
Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel, 17 points is really good. Um, I'm looking at one of their stats, and if Gideon Morgan's numbers have dropped during the year, it's only 12 points, which is still pretty high, but it's not as good as many people expected. And Casper Kapanen's also been good, too, once they got him. Casper Kapanen's also been playing with 10 points. I'm also looking at the defensive core and the forward core. The defensive core isn't that great this season. Like, Cody Ceci only has five points, and even though you have Chris Latang, who's still performing, that it's another team that's lacking in a lot of defensive problems. Like, Mike Madison isn't performing as great as he should. Um, you also you also have um, John Marino, who also only has three points. And you see a lot of other a lot of other defense in here that's not performing. So that's another position that they have. And since um, Pittsburgh just fired their coach, I mean, they fired their GM, it's clear that they're not as good, but they're still performing pretty decently. decently. And to be up in there in that stat is pretty impressive, but I don't think they're going to make it all the way. But if they get a good defenseman during the, um, yeah, during the trade deadline, it's going to be surprising to see where, how hard they fight to get up to be um, at least some contender in the playoffs. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is the uh, least contending contender, if that makes any sense, of the group of contenders we're going to talk about uh, when it comes to the East, because they're 26th in goals allowed. Uh, when it comes to them, they're oddly enough uh, ninth in shots on goal that allow, which is a weird separation, but they're also pitiful in the penalty kill. So not just five-on-five defense. Um, also, special teams defense, they have not been good at all. Uh, Marcus Peterson also has taken a step back. I have not been impressed with him at all this year. Marino hasn't produced point rise, but it still has been pretty damn good defensively, where Matheson's just a very... Uh, since Florida paid him, obviously, since he came over from Florida, he's just been a very meh, to say the least, and that's probably being nice to him, honestly defenseman since he's got that 4.875 where Marino at least is still pretty good in the defensive zone Olivier Joseph I like those two in that family him and we'll get to Matthew later when we talk about the lightning but uh, both of those guys just play the game the right way he only has five points but if you just watch him on the ice being a Flyers fan I watch enough of Pittsburgh so when I do the pregames for it I know what the hell I'm talking about and he looks damn good where she sees a guy that hits and blocks shots I mean I don't expect him to have a point total where that's why I think Olivier Joseph over time will be a guy that'll get some points where Cody CC having five points is honestly good enough for me always all I want him to do is just hit people block shots where uh, he's been more impressive where I used to always get on Cody CC in his younger 20s because I expected more from a player like him that they didn't expect much out of when he was signed. But then when he worked his way through the minors, he really started to make a name for himself, had a good start and then fell off. And then all of a sudden now after falling off in the middle of his career has seemed to have found it again. So it's a little nice to see somebody like that. But I think for me, yeah, they do need to trade for defense, but if Yari keeps performing as he is, an 8-9-4 and 3-1-4 isn't going to cut it. And DeSmith has a good goals against, but still an 8-9-3 save percentage. Yes, your defense plays into that, but I think for them, the reason they're the least contender for me is they need goaltending almost as bad as they need a veteran defenseman, and that's why I don't think this team's going to actually be the team to really contend in the end, but 
just to switch it up a bit, I'll go with a goaltender for that has a one-year rental check on them for the Pittsburgh Penguins because they need that statistically as much as they need defense right now as well. As for a player to impress me, I'm going to go with Brian Russ because he just continues to do well in Pittsburgh. He has 15 points and averages almost 20 minutes on the ice and just continues to do well with either Malkin or Crosby where Kapanen is kind of underperforming this far since uh, going to Pittsburgh, but he's playing solid, but not doing as well as they had hoped. So uh, you see what he's able to do, but I'm going to go with goaltending just to mix it up a little bit so we don't stick with defense okay. heavily. Yeah. Uh, why don't we go a little faster? Instead of just explaining it for the next five minutes, why don't we just say one, explain the reason why we like this player, and then we'll just go, we'll just pick one, we'll just pick one um, uh, position instead of it. Because if we go through all the teams, it's going to be, like, a little long. Yeah, we can do that. We did the – okay, so now we're on uh, Boston because we did the Islanders, Flyers, and Pittsburgh as the contenders where yeah. the other three are going to be. So when it comes to the Boston Bruins, uh, I'll let you start with that if you want to. Uh, who's the player that has impressed uh, you thus far and what's the position you think they need to trade for to get to the promised land fully for them? I think the only player besides – Besides a couple of obvious that have impressed me, Nick Ritchie. Nick Ritchie's actually done great as a left wing. He has 14 points and has a good 7-7 seven seven assist. He's been actually been pretty impressive despite him being a former shell of himself when he was on the Ducks. And I noticed a lot that there was sorely lacking a lot of um, left wings. Well, a lot of wings. Let's say left wings. They're not missing that many right wings, but I see more of a left wing problem. Um, with Boston, because they their left wings aren't really that great. So your team to trade for would be specifically a uh, left winger with uh, Nick Ritchie being your player who's impressed this for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me, because the one young kid, Frederick, who had a fight the other day, which was uh, fun to watch, uh, he seems like a good kid in the wrong run, but he definitely could be a fourth liner rather than up on your third line to start his career to get his uh, beak wet and then kind of work his way up where he's only playing 11-27, which is more fourth line minutes anyway listed on your third line. So, yeah, I could see a left wing definitely being something they could target. For me, um I think when I look at Boston, obviously a guy that's impressed. Uh, you actually, I completely agree with you. I always love Nick Ritchie, so shout out to you for going with him. But I'll go with a guy that just continues to impress, which is Marchand, who has 23 points after he was supposed to be injured to start the season, came in right away and just showed up and showed out since. So I'll go with him. When it comes to what position to trade for, I would say depending on, on the health because Grizzly keeps getting banged up. I would say they need defense as well because you're having guys like Camper and Clifton play a lot for you when they're not really those type of defensemen. They're extra pieces, especially Clifton, and you're having them play a lot. So I would say for them it's defense as well with center as a close rival because Krejci, if he gets banged up more than not this season, you're going to want a security blanket. But that's what I would say when it comes to the Boston Bruins. All right, so we'll finish off with the Washington Capitals and see what that's the best you can go first. Um, okay, when it comes to the Capitals, I mean, 
obviously a guy to impress is just always and forever will be um, the grade eight Alexander Ovechkin as he tries to claim uh, records where on this season in 17 games, he matched that with the point total of 17. He hasn't been as sexy on defense this year like he's been in more recent years, but uh, he's still been playing pretty good overall. Their team in general hasn't been as good defensively, but Ovechkin continues to impress when it comes for a trade for them. I wouldn't go with defense, actually, because Chara stepped up more than I thought. I would go with center just because when you look at their center core, um, you, if you have guys stay injured for them, it's going to become hard where Kuzi being out really hurts them that I think you're going to want to get someone to help the fact that TJ Oshie should stay on the wing. That's where he's at his best, where they have him playing center right now to fill in for the fact of when Kuzi's out. And I think getting a good center that's contract expires as a one-year rental is a good security blanket for them to go to because you can always put them on the wing if Kuznetsov comes back and stays healthy. So for me, I would go with center with my impressed player for them, just the always and forever great eight Alexander Ovechkin. Luke, who would your guys be yeah. for the Capitals? I think it's, it comes close, but I'm taking this. I'm taking Nicholas Backstrom. The guy who's been side of Ovechkin really hasn't been getting that much of attention recently, but this season with about 25 points with 15 assists and 10 goals, he's performing like he's, he's performing like Ovechkin. Yeah, it's showing that Ovechkin is not always the star of the Capitals, and the Capitals have this sort of deck with great players on it, and Nicholas Baxter is the guy that really stepped up this season. It actually pretty surprised me that he's doing um, this well, and I'll agree with you on the uh, center position because the centers aren't that great. Nick Dowd hasn't performing pretty great, and yeah, the other centers, but they, they aren't performing like this is. It's not the the defense is bad, but if I wanted to go with a little more offense, I would go with the centers. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Where I think on defense, a guy like Char has stepped up a little bit more than we expect. But you're picking a lot of people. I really like. I like how you shout out Richie, and then Backstrom's a guy always seems to have that extra oomph in his tank whenever a guy goes down. Similar to how we always saw it with the Crosbys and Malkins whenever people went down, and now you see it with Dre and uh, McDavid. But uh, we're now move. Did you want to go into the non-contenders of this division, or stick with contenders and move to another division, and then? come back for the non-contenders. It's up to you. I'll let you... Uh, what do we do? Why don't we keep doing contenders and we can come back to the non-contenders? Okay, perfect. So we're now moving on then to the North Division in Canada since that one's a little bit easier and quicker to get to when it comes to actual contenders. You have... Probably the only Do you want to call the Canadian still a contender? <laughs> I would say there's about three, probably. Do you want to call the I mean, Canadian? I guess we can. Yeah, we can start with Montreal. Um, Montreal isn't really that big of a contender. They're not bad, but we just saw them fire their coach. So they're sorely lacking something. And they're, once they go on a certain streak, it's going to be very difficult for them. But they still have the offense. Um, one guy that's really stepped up for me, I think everyone agrees, it's uh, Tyler Toffoli. This guy really comes in and from playing from Los Angeles, and he's still performing really well. It's like, it's like he's um, he's performing really well with twelve goals, five assists, he seventeen points. He's second all time above Jeff Petrie, 
he's really he's really doing really well. I never suspected him after leaving Los Angeles to come over to Montreal and still performing like he should. Um, and as for their um, as for their uh, uh, position, I'm gonna say they are having a problem when it comes to um, their centers. Their centers aren't their centers aren't that great in terms of uh, in ter- yeah, Nick Suzuki's performing fine, and you. But look at the team doesn't really have enough centers. So you have Jake Evans who hasn't been doing anything and Nick Suzuki, but that's about it. I think they need a little more of a center position or just I don't know why this team doesn't have that many centers. Uh, well, in part, I would say it's because they had to let some go in order to give Emmy and Suzuki time in the future. So then by letting that happen, they kind of weakened their center core in the process. But uh, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. I know Anderson's out day to day for them as well, who was going to be my surprise guy uh, just because of how well he performed. But I don't pick injured people, so... Uh, we'll move to uh, Jeff Petrie as my uh, surprise guy for Montreal, who right now, if you stopped, it's probably one of the favorites for the Norris Trophy at a plus 11, 18 points in 20 games. So uh, he's kind of pulling a Giordano mid-30s, a marvelous season. And I think you got to give him a lot of credit and shout out to him for that. So I've always loved Jeff Petrie since his Edmonton days and adore what he's doing for the Montreal, but I agree with you, Luke. Unfortunately for Montreal fans, I think they're kind of on the outside looking in. They're similar to how Pittsburgh was in the East and that North. They're the non-contender contender. We're kind of listing with the contenders, but if they want to trade for somebody, I'm a huge fan of Kakaniemi out of Finland, so I don't think they need center as much. My big thing with them is actually what you said with the last team. I think they need left wing just because Byron's not what he used to be, and Arturi Lykanen never has fully become what you hoped he would be in the NHL, where uh, Armia's a good veteran. Perry's actually been better than I think they hoped in 13 games. So for me, it's left winger because Lykanen hasn't been. Drouin even, he's been getting assists, but Jonathan Drouin's been very disappointing with what you hoped you would get out of him. So I would say left wing for me would be the position I would hone in for as a Canadian's uh, general manager if I was him. Right. Which team do you want to move on to? Do you want to do Toronto or do you want to do Edmonton? Uh, do we want to do Winnipeg first since they're probably the third best contender? Or, All so right, we'll do Winnipeg, sure. Go in order. Yeah. yeah uh, you, go. you can go, you go first. If you, you want me to go? Okay, I'll go with the Jets first. Um, When it comes to the Jets... They've obviously had a very interesting season because you moved on from Ross Slovich and Line A and brought in the uh, Dubois, Pierre-Luc Dubois, which obviously uh, rounded up out and changed up your season. But normally I would say for them, when it comes to who I think stepped up, who's been the least impressive is probably Dubois, honestly, but who stepped up is just the normal guy in Mark Shifley. I mean, Shifley almost has 30 points on the season this far. He already has 28 points uh, with 11 and 17. So I would say it's just the normal uh, every day. He does it every day, always plays at 10 level. Mark Shifley uh, seems to be stepping up. When it comes to them and who to trade for, 
I would say it's pretty glaring when it comes to the Jets that it's still defense. Like, Derek Forbert's played well. Pionk's played well, obviously, as you expect. Same with Morrissey. But uh, Nathan Belayu hasn't been anything to write home about. Niku was better. He's only played five games, so I'm not going to judge him yet. But DeMillo's been solid. But Belayu or DeMillo, and then if Niku doesn't perform as he did last year when he started emerging... You definitely have at least one spot, if not two, you could look to add defense to strengthen up your defense around Connor Hellbuck and Lauren Brousseau, who's playing pretty good in, in this first four games as a backup. So I think it's pretty obvious defense for them because their offense seems pretty good and steady this far so far. So Yeah, so I'll go – I'll say Nikolai Elgers has been performing pretty well. He's got 22 points in 20 games as a plus 13. Or is it, yeah, plus 13. He's performing as well as he is, especially on a Jets team that doesn't have Patrick Lane anymore. He's, even though, yeah, Mike Shreffler is also the same, you can take a look at it, and both of them have been doing extremely well. And I'll agree with you the fact that despite how good Neo, Neo Punk is, and even a guy like Josh Morrissey has only nine assists, I think they're really lacking a Senate, a really good defenseman. I think that's one thing that they should trade for during. Uh, the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Where now, uh, we're saved the best for last, where I think we both agree the best team, the clear best in the Canadian division is Toronto. So, uh, we'll roll in with the Edmonton Oilers next. Did you want to start off with the Oilers? Yeah, I'll start with that one. I think that, yeah, I think the thing is, if we pick two obvious people, what you most likely think we're going to take Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I think I'm going to just take, out of those three, I'm going to take Leon Dreisaitl because, yes, McDavid's really good and all, but I think Leon Dreisaitl is a, a not a better player, but he's still performing really well aside from McDavid, and he could really branch out if McDavid somehow ends up, it's they're probably not going to have him, but if uh, if Dreisaitl, is, Dreisaitl goes on another team somewhere or if Conor McDavid leaves, who knows in the future, Dreisaitl, I feel like, is that type of player. Now, I think, despite all the centers, this is another team where I feel a defensive, this has another defensive problem, because you have Tyson Berry and Darnell Nurse, but I think aside from that, that's it. You don't really have as much as a, de- a defense-caliber team as uh as And Barry's has. not even that good on defense, either. He's better offensive than defensive, same way. Yeah, Nurse. so I feel like if, the, if I'm looking at an Edmonton, I'd rather go defense for this. Okay, that makes sense. So you took uh, the German spectacle, Leon Dreisaitl as your guy with defense is something to acquire, where my yeah. impressed player when it comes to Edmonton is actually in their defense, but it's not, as I stated to you, for his defensive play. It's more for how good he does in the offensive zone and the fact he's playing the best defensively but still leaves a lot to be desired, and that's the former seventh overall pick, Darnell Nurse who's playing a lot of minutes because of Cliff Bomb's injury at 16 points in 23 games. So I think he stepped up, but he still needs to step up as he's stepping up big time on offense this year on the other end of the puck as well. But the reason he's a surprise guy for me is that's never been in his scouting report. He always was supposed to be more of that aggressor offensive input defenseman. And that's exactly what he's showing this year where anything you get on the other end is just kind of a bonus. 
But because of that, I fully agree with you. I think they need to hone in on defense because Larson has, other than getting the puck off a player's sticks, is not very impressive. Bouchard's been good, but they definitely could add in one more veteran where I think Adam Larson will probably be the veteran that sits for a better, more consistent veteran coming in. It would either be him or Jones, so I agree with you on that. Do we want to go to Toronto now? Yeah, Toronto would be our last team. Did you want me to start with that, or did you want to start with you, the Leafs? Uh, you could start with that since I started with the uh, – yeah, I would say. Okay, cool. Uh, when it comes to the Maple Leafs, uh, they've clearly emerged and made themselves, as they're on a two-game streak now, with 34 points to Edmonton's 28, is the best team in the North. Um, when it comes to players impressing me, I think a guy that has consistently impressed me, obviously, since the forefront of his career is uh, Marner, who's a plus 18 this year at 32 points and 22 assists. He's one of the best passers in the league, but obviously can still score with the best of them with 10 goals. So he's done very well. Uh, This team doesn't need much. Um, Obviously, uh, when healthy, Anderson's been good this year. And before he got injured in his first three games, Campbell looked good, where even Hutchison's looked pretty good with the way they're playing this year. So if I had to say something I would trade for, the only thing I would honestly have to hone in for on this team is maybe forward depth when it comes to the bottom six. But other than that, this team really, and if they do get that, it should be guys that also have some physicality and bruteness to them so they can add more of those guys, as we saw, worked out so well for Tampa. So um, that's about it, though, because this team actually is pretty worked out and uh, thought out pretty well. They did a pretty damn good job at putting together the Maple Leafs, where this is the first team I look at and go, yeah, you need some maybe bottom six forward depth, but beyond that, not much. Uh, Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keith did a good job with that team. Yeah, I think the one guy that really has impressed me, he's not, it's not what you expect, but I think Jason Spezza is the guy that I look at, and he's not, he's not the Senators, the Senators Jason Spezza anymore. He's still performing pretty well. He's not as good, but I feel like he can definitely get out there and skate pretty well and supply the offense that the Maple Leafs have, especially with playing on lines with like John Tavares, Austin Matthews, and Mitchell Minor, Minor and William Nealand. I see those guys, but I think Jason Spencer has really impressed me, by the way, of how old he gets. He's still performing like he should. Not like in this Canadian day, not like it with the center of the days, but he's still performing at a top-notch level. And I'll agree with you with the fact that they need a uh, bottom six uh, forward because they're not that's something that they're clearly lacking in. And I think you're not getting that with Wayne Simmons. Despite it, I, don't, I think he's still injured, if I remember correctly. And he's still not getting that with Jimmy VC. Yeah, he's out for weeks now. Oh, okay, yeah. You're not getting that yeah. with Jimmy VC. You're not getting that with Zach Hyman. I mean, Zach Hyman's performing pretty well, but I think you're still missing those bottom couple centers. I mean, bottom, couple, um, bottom six forwards. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if Hyman's one of the guys uh... – I would single out one of the guys that I like that I'm not impressed with is Mikhaev this far. Where Hyman's at least been decent. Mikhaev has been a guy that's been very slow of a of a progressor, along with Engvall, who you expect to get a little bit more um, 
bruteness from them. Both yeah. of those guys are just very slow to progress, so that's why they don't have as much of that consistently in their lineup. Yeah, like you also have Pierre Engvall with only three points, but 13 games, so he's not that impressive either. No. Uh, we can go now, though, as we hit uh, our contenders. We have the West Division, which is probably the most interesting, but we're going to leave at least three non-contenders in each division. So, uh, are we going to want to consider? I'll let you make the call on this. I think at this point they have to be, but any team think, above yeah. 500, do we want to? Do we want to consider the Kings in the contenders list, or just start with the Avalanche? Why don't we start with the Kings? We'll go with the reverse today. The Kings, yeah. So, yeah, because the Kings, I feel like the or not the Wild, excuse me, the Coyotes have the best chance to fall off over them and the Kings, where the Kings have a better chance than the Coyotes, who are the other bubble team, to um, yeah. actually stay there. So that's why I think we should go with the uh, Kings. But uh, did you want to start with the Kings, or did you want me to start with the Kings? I'll start, uh, we'll start with the Kings. But okay. I think the play, yeah, I think the play that's impressed me, I think it always has been um, Drew Doughty, 17 points. He's been doing yeah. pretty well. Drew Doughty's especially the, probably one of the best defensemen in the league, and it still it still shows by the way he's playing on a team. 20, 17 points. He has a plus zero, but that's fine. 320 games. I think if, if I wanted to go for the position, one of the um, most positions I'm seeing, they're not, they, don't, they don't have a good defensive position like I look at guys like um aside from yeah I'm gonna say it the only thing they missing is another defenseman because Drew Dowdy is the only defenseman on the team that's been doing a pretty good job. I don't see Mikey Anderson do, doing any good thing. I don't see Curtis McDermott doing anything do do clearly lacking a defenseman that wants to help Roy's pretty um, good too, especially if you're an analytical people. These are like top seven in the league and I'm not as big in that, but if you look at a lot of uh defensive grades he's uh very good in terms of that matt rule he's kind of just a keep it simple um stupid type guy that doesn't yeah. uh, do anything dumb on the ice where walker i think would have better statistics if he wasn't injured but uh that's a big um uh, that's a big issue yeah. well yeah so yeah but, i think they're just missing a defensive player um, in terms of their team, because Drew Doughty can't do it all by himself on defense. No, I think it's interesting, honestly, that the Kings always uh, put Mikey Anderson with Drew Doughty, where obviously it shows how much they like Anderson, who's only 21 years old, so don't get me wrong. I mean, he still has a chance to be a darn good guy, and then Bjornford's playing at only 19. So they got a lot of really young kids and guys that are mid-20s, uh, performers that came up in their mid-20s that are just kind of entering the primes now, and the Matt Roy, who's really entering it, and then the Sean Walkers of the world, who got interrupted because of an injury, unfortunately, along with Roy. So their defense is interesting because it's looked better with everyone in, unless if you're playing Minnesota. Um, but other than that, it's looked better with everyone in. Uh, Frederick would have obviously laughed when I said that if he was on, but that's why I would agree with you in most aspects, but I also just think from watching almost every Kings game this year is one of the teams I do for us here at OT Heroics. They're a team that really could use bottom six help as well as when it comes to forwards because 
I see a future solid NHLer in Carl Grundstrom, and same goes with potentially Anderson and uh, people like Moore and Lazat, where Moore's actually been pretty solid, but they're not good enough and consistent enough yet where I think you have to get more scoring production throughout your lineup. And that's why I think you need a bottom six guy where my most impressive guy is Dustin Brown because you're getting great scoring production from him with 11 goals and six assists for 17 points going on the age of 37. So he's been good. Most of the top six has been good, plus Kempe, who's in your bottom six. But other than him, your bottom six has not been that consistent. Moore's been solid, but you definitely could use somebody there as well where the defense is still kind of a waiting game for me just because when everyone's been in which has only been a couple select few games they've looked better and Ali Mata's actually looked solid when everyone's been in compared to when not he's looked kind of annoying to say the least so that's why the defense to me is kind of a waiting game but I would definitely say you need forward help there still all right what do you want to do next um, I think, um, we can go with Colorado. We'll just go in the, we'll just keep going in the order of the standings. So yeah. we'll go with, uh, Colorado. Did you want to start with the avalanche? Um, you could, you could do the avalanche start. Okay. I'll start with the avalanche. Well, obviously the avalanche have one of the best players, um, in the league in Nathan McKinnon, but, um, that's not the guy I'm going to go with when it comes to a surprise person because everybody just expects Nathan McKinnon to be ridiculous, obviously, rightfully so. For me, a guy that has performed well over there, I do like how he has six goals and six assists for 12 points. I don't think they actually play him enough, Bednor's staff. But uh, Don Scoy's actually looked pretty solid in Colorado, where he's a guy, when you look at Kadri, who's on his line, plays 17 minutes. Saad gets over 15 at times. Uh, Burakoski gets the same. Um, it seems like he should be playing a bit more, but he's impressed me where maybe over time he will. But uh, he's a guy that I've always thought just should be playing more, where when it comes to this team, Injuries is the only reason I think we're bringing anything up for what they might need to trade for when it comes to the Avalanche. But I would say, due to injuries, if they prevail, obviously it could be a defenseman. Because right now you have Daniel Renoufin uh, with McDonald, Jacob McDonald, which you don't want that. Where obviously McCarr will come back, but you have him day-to-day, so... You have Timmons on the taxi squad who's played a couple games, uh, 13 this year. So it'll be interesting to see if you bring him back up. But you have guy in Timmons who doesn't seem like he's 100% ready yet. And you have a guy in McCarr who's got banged up. So you might want to bring in a veteran. I don't see them trading for the Jommersons or something like that of the world, but just a stabilizer defenseman I could see just because of their injuries. Where other than that, this team doesn't have that many holes. They just got affected by the virus, and now it seems like they're fully coming into their own. Yeah. So I think a player that um, impressed me on them, I think it's still um, – I'll go above you and say Samuel Gillard, uh 11 assists, and he has plus minus of five, and he only played 16 games. And, yeah, he has the he does play 22 minutes a night 
22 minutes a game, but I, I see that more of him. And I think as a defenseman, he's doing pretty well for them on a team that only has a couple defensemen, Devin Tays. They don't have a lot of defensemen, and I agree with you on that. They need a lot more on defense despite the injuries they have. I think if they really want to be a contender, the defense is the position they should go for in the trade line because once they get a good defenseman or a decent defenseman that can help them, uh, maybe center or something for, for like uh, Miko Vanton and Nathan McKinnon, I think they're going to be a pretty good contender for that. Yeah, well, I think uh, the thing with them is they have some defense. It's just really young that they decided to bank on the young guys. Johnson got injured, obviously. And Timmons and others just aren't as ready as quickly. So I think you want to get in some veteran stabilizers. Where I still think all these young guys will be fine over time. It's just you need to bring in somebody until it's actually their time to shine is more or less what it is, in my opinion, at least. All right, so who's the person in the um, West? That would be the St. Louis Blues. Did you want to start with them? Uh, actually, yeah. I think that when I want to talk about Minnesota um, after that, so you can start with St. Louis. Okay, I'll start with St. Louis, and then you can talk about Minnesota and talk them up, hopefully, for Frederick. Um, yeah. We have, with St. Louis... They're a team that obviously along the same lines as other teams we mentioned wasn't impressing me as much early as I thought, but has really hit it on and has done good since um, they're now brought their record to 11-8-2 and two to be third in the West Division. In terms of a player that's impressed me, I would go with probably David Perron. He's on their second line and has 21 points. He's passing it great with 15 assists and has six goals to go along with that. Um, when it comes to a position of need, when everyone's healthy, I'm just going with when everyone's healthy because Paranko's a pretty darn good defenseman and Schwartz is a pretty darn good forward. Uh, Barbashev ain't even that bad himself, and same with Thomas. They Their biggest thing they need is a backup goaltender, honestly. Because Billy Huso, he's good for the goaltender room. You hear all the things about how he's great with Bennington, good for the goaltender room, but that's not going to get you far because Bennington reminds me of Rask in the sense of you don't want to over-push him. Otherwise, he'll be taxed and his emotions will get the best of him, like we've seen with Rask in the past as a youngster in the playoffs. So I think a big thing for them is when everyone's healthy and it's coming back, your big thing is a backup to be able to not overtax Bennington. Yeah. One player that um, has impressed me, it's in the top five, and I think it's in terms of the, I think the left wing Mike Hoffman, which they received um, in the offseason, he's performed pretty good. 15 points, a plus minus of 11, uh, nine assists and six goals. He's still performing pretty good. He's on his, I was going to take Jordan Cairo, um, as one of my favorite players. I, th- I think I'm going to go with Mike Hoffman on that because he's a player that the Blues definitely wanted to try and see because they saw what everyone was trying to get to him during the offseason. And the Blues took a chance on him. And so far, he's, he isn't performing like he's, he isn't performing like um, when he was um, with the Panthers, but he is doing what he um, is going he's asked to do and he's performing very well. And I'll agree with you on that. As a backup, I think they were really lacking a backup goaltender because we what we saw against um Binnington on Saturday uh, well yeah Saturday or Sunday against the um 
uh, Sharks. We saw Binnington gets tied too tied to his emotions, pretty much, and that's he got. I think he got. That's why he got pulled after three or four goals against that uh, Sharks team. I think if you, I think if you want to get a backup goaltender, that's honestly something that because Binnington, you were pretty much. I agree with everything you said about Binnington getting overtied with his emotions and pretty much getting um, with that. And if they need, they need a certain backup goaltender to help garner in some plays to help keep. Binnington also is not overworked so much. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I think, honestly, uh, Luke, a great idea would be, since uh, we're going pretty long on just our contenders separating these two podcasts, and maybe for the uh, non-contenders we could get Frederick on tomorrow, and then we could have two shows for the price of one for our fans this week if we want to do it that way, if you're up for that, so we don't have one two-hour-long show. Okay, sure. Why don't we do that? Yeah, because then maybe we'll get our third host and co-host, Frederick, and the reason I wanted to bring yeah. him up is so we could um, push right into you talking about his Minnesota Wild and wh- who you think the surprise player is for them as a contender and what position, if any, remember, if you don't think they need anything, you could just say, I don't think they need anything. They need to be able to add to compete to with the best of them in this league. Okay. So for you, who would be your wilds? Yeah, you can go for the wild. Okay. I think the only player that, honestly, the rookie, probably soft, he's been phenomenal. Um, In his first year, 18 games, 11 assists, 6 goals, 17 points. He's been phenomenal. And yes, I understand that as a double fan, Ty Smith is also in that category, but I think Kapokopi Sub right now is a great uh, left wing as a rookie. He He's certainly doing something great in a team that's not... You do have Ryan Hartman and Kevin Fiala, but I, I think if you wanted to go with a, a great draft pick, Kapokopi Sub is definitely my pick because he's definitely performed like he is um, so far. I think they're sorely lacking in the defense as well because you look at something like Ryan Suter and Matt Dumba, they only have eight points each, and they're sorely lacking it. And Jaren Spurgeon isn't really helping either, so I think that their defense is pretty much lacking this season. And I think, yeah, they might have to go get another defenseman during the um, yeah during the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, um, I could see them going for defense. Uh, for me, I would say you pretty much took the uh, guy that. I wanted to take when it comes to impress. Well, we can both agree. Some... Yeah, yeah, both... I would agree with Kaprizov, but I'll just throw out, just due to the fact that he's also been very impressive, Erickson Eck has actually played very well as a top-line center when I've always thought of him more as a second- or third-line center. He's actually taken over that role and played pretty darn well, so I'll give credit where credit's due there. He's going to get a lot more money in his next contract, only getting paid 1.4 something now. So I'll give him credit where credit's due and then agree with you. Kaprizov's also a monster. When it comes to trading for me, just because my defense, when I look at them, they don't have anything sexy when it comes to offensive guys where obviously Dumba's more of an offensive defenseman and Brodeen could do some stuff, same with Suter, but numbers-wise, nobody's doing anything sexy there. I just think it comes to the forward. Bukestad's only performed well against teams with smaller lineups that he can take advantage of. 
Uh, Sturm's an undrafted guy you brought over who's played solid, but you don't need to overplay him. Bonino's been uh, solid. Hartman should not be playing center. Um, so I think you could definitely use another center, number one. But if you don't do that, just another good forward mixed in. Because Zuccarello also could be a third liner. So there's a lot of moving parts they have. I think they need forward help via either a center or just another good forward that could put the puck in the net, but also be pretty reliable in his own zone. That's more what I look to when it comes to the wild. Uh, so finally we have Vegas and seeing what they need. I think the player for Vegas for me that has really stepped up, I think in terms of it, I think it has to be Alex Tuck. I mean, I like Mark Stone, don't get me wrong, but I think Alex Tuck still performs really well with 13 points with a plus minus to two. He's definitely performing as a great right wing and he's I think, I, I mean yeah, Markstone's better but I think if you want to talk about a secondary right wing, I think Alex Tuck has got that and I think um, they are also missing a probably I think a really good left wing because you have Max Pacioretty but aside from that there's not that many great left wings they have like uh you see, um, with William Carrier and Thomas Nosek, they haven't been performing. So I think one left wing that they can get in the um, trade deadline is also going to really help. Um, it's really going to help them as well because you're not because I don't think Max Pacioretty isn't performing like he is, and as older as he gets, he's not. He's definitely not going to become that um, left winger. Or I I don't think yeah that, yeah I don't think I don't think that um they're gonna have a big left wing um anymore that that's gonna be like Max Patch Max Pacioretty. No, that makes sense to me. Uh, I think a big thing with them is they have they moved some picks but acquired some picks, so they got three picks in the first two rounds, two in the second, one from your Devils, Luke, actually. Uh, in yep. the second round in this next upcoming draft, and then a fourth and a fifth from uh, different teams that they were able to acquire to replace the picks they traded. So a McQuim- Kelly McCrimmon, there we go, I couldn't speak for a second, and Peter DeBoer have done a good job there. But when it comes to positions that have impressed me, uh, Tuck is definitely one. I think another guy that has done pretty good, though, that doesn't get talked about enough still, that does pretty good on the other end of the ice, too, is Carlson. He's not doing anything overly impressive points-wise. He has 14 points with five goals and nine assists, but he's a guy that they got from expansion, and he had that great points-bursting season when he first went there, but since has been a pretty reliable all-around player and has become one of those very, like, not often talked about players that just performs and plays the game well around the league for whatever reason. Um, when it comes to a trade guy, I would say a winger. Yeah, that would make sense for me as well because uh, William Carrier should not be playing as much as he has. He only has one point on the season this far. Uh, Reeves, obviously, is a guy they love that performs best in the playoffs, but Carrier and a no-sick, you don't really need those guys in your lineup. They're depth guys, so getting a forward, I agree with you on that, is the key for them as well. All right, so now we're going to move over to a final division in the Central, and let's first talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think 
one of the players over there that has really impressed me. Um, I'm going to say Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, 15 points, especially when he is um, one of the best defensemen aside from Victor Hedman. I think he's definitely up there, and he's. I think they're lining up good defensive core. And if I went with Hedman, that would have been too obvious. And I think Mikhail Sergachev is someone I really appreciate playing as a good defensive um, player. And yeah, I think. I think they're not lacking enough defense. They only have two good defensemen, but aside from that, this is a team that's missing um, uh, Nikita Kucherov, and I think that even though they do have Steven Stamkos playing pretty well, they are missing a really... Um, I think they're missing a really good scorer. I think it, once because you, you don't have players um, like Nikita Kucherov on your team, so you need a lot of good scoring, and even though you have someone like Barkley Goodrow and Tyler Johnson isn't performing as well. And you also have Blake Coleman, um, who's, who's been doing okay over there. I don't think that they're getting a really good um, scorer, not like a center, but a great, um, like a left, like a right wing, because the right wings aren't that great. And if, if they can get another right wing, and then you have um, Kuchov come back, I think the Lightning are going to get, I think the Lightning have already set in stone that they may not, they could go to the, the finals this year, but if, if they still perform pretty well, even without Kuzma, but I think if they get one more right wing, I think they're pretty much set in stone for that. Yeah, I would agree with uh, you on that. They definitely could use winging help, uh, winger help, excuse me. That's not my position for me, but first I'll give my um, impressed player. I think for them, it's a guy they ended up trading a first for because they needed more gritter in their team. That still is performing well. You talked about him and mentioned him as Barkley Goodrow. He's, again, not a player that does anything overly flashy, but he has five goals, four assists uh, for nine points in a little bit over 15 minutes of his time. He's not going to back down from anybody. He's a guy that they defended giving up a first to bring more toughness to help them get over the top, and that's what he's been able to do. Then another guy I just got to throw in there because I – love him as a player and like his brother that I gave a shout out to at Pittsburgh is uh, Matthew Joseph again as well but I agree with you they need some forward depth but I think this team goes similar along the lines he started the season good this year when it comes to goals against but his save percentage is not that good and their defense is actually performing pretty good uh, McElhaney's not the most consistent backup so I think this team kind of goes along the lines of the Blues trend and I would try to get a backup that can also allow Vasilevsky, who's already played 16 games, to rest just like I made the same exact point with Bennington. Don't overtax your goaltender in the regular season. So for me, I think it's backup goalie. Yeah, all right. So now we move on to the Florida Panthers, who are actually pretty surprising to me uh, that they're in the top, one of the best teams of the season this year. And I think for the person for me, I think. I said it on another podcast, but I think Jonathan Huberdeau is secretly going to be a big um, Hart candidate, trophy candidate, because he uh, he's having one he- he- great heck of a season. 24 points, 20 games, um, plus three. Sure, his, penalt- his penalty minutes aren't that high, but I feel like he, he's still performing pretty well, especially on a team that um, isn't isn't having as much as... Um, isn't, isn't really going pretty far. And I feel like... I, I mean, a, a team that's not really getting... A lot of um, winger help. I think he's Kubido's the type of guy that really is 
going to be one of the best scorers I think this year, aside from like Connor McDavid or whatever. I think the thing that the Lightning lack, I mean like the Panthers lack. I've heard somewhere that um, Sergei Bobrovsky isn't performing as great. I think if you really want to try something, it's not get rid of Bobrovsky, but try to bring in like say a backup goaltender, because I feel like if Sergei Bobrovsky isn't performing as well once you brought him in, he's not going to bring you the type of performances that you signed him for, and it's going to make you look the Panthers look really bad because they took a risk on him, and it's a big hit for their cap hit. So I think if I wanted to trade for something, and yeah, they could use a lot of help on uh the wing uh wings as well. But if I'm the Panthers, I want to try to at least keep Bobrovsky up to status. If not, I'll try trading for maybe something like a backup goaltender. Yeah, I think for them, um, the only thing I would have to rebut the backup goaltender is Dreiger's been outplaying Bob, where I feel like if you trade for another goalie, you would almost not want to play Bob rather than not play uh, Dreiger since Dreiger's been both of them have played 10 games and he's uh, demolished Bob in stats other than win percentage and win total because Florida's just played well in front of him. Um, where that's why I, yeah, I, I think, think Bob's also just that, underperformed. He's yeah. just been a most disappointing player, honestly, in the entire league since going to Florida in terms of one of the most disappointing players when signing a big contract. Bob has been one of those this far. I would say defense is also a position that Florida needs because they aren't having really great on defense. Keith Yandel is Keith Yandel's good and Aaron Eckblad's good, but I think aside from that, they aren't getting the, the good position that Mackenzie Wigo has and you and you don't have um Yeah, Wigo's pretty good too. I would throw him into there. I would just say their bottom three is kinda weak though. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I think they're missing a good the uh defenseman. Yeah, because Nudavar has been terrible, honestly. He's been another guy since they picked him up. Uh, he's been injured but went in, hasn't done anything where um, in terms of a surprise guy for me when it comes to Florida, though, or somebody that I think has performed very well, I would say Hornquist is one because, honestly, he has 9-9 nine and nine for 18 points. I expected him to show aging somewhere. He's kind of just become that wise veteran that's fit in perfectly to the lineup. So uh, he's worked out perfectly. Uh, when it comes to additions, I would say this is another team that, yeah, Duclair is injured, but he's the only guy, other guy. It's not like Hina Strauss is a very consistent goal scorer who's also not in and scratched right now. Um you could get another guy that can put the puck in the net, like I said, for some other teams in your bottom six, I think, because you have a lot of top six heavy scoring. The only guy that has more than three points that's in your bottom six right now is E2 Listerinen with seven. So I think that would be the position for me if I'm Florida. All right. So now third place in the division is Chicago, which is pretty surprising because I thought they were going to rebuild this year. But surprisingly, they they are pushing the division, which is surprised me. So, I think the team, I think the best player that has impressed me on the Blackhawks, I think it's Dominic Kulabak. He's having an eighteen point season in a twenty twenty three a twenty three games. He has eighteen points. He's performing actually. You know, I'll change that. Let's go to Alex Dubinkat. Alex Dubinkat as a left wing, he's performing pretty well. 
I mean, 25 points in 19 games, especially on a 14, 14 assist, and he has a plus of eight. I think the Brinkett's also a great player, and especially, how far isn't this the second year as a rookie, or am I am I wrong? Or it's just like the Brinkett. Uh, the Brinkett's been in the league for a couple years now. For oh my bad, okay, but, he's, but he's still performing out, especially in when he gets to his prime. I think he's going to be even better. I think he's just one of this the players. This should be his fourth year. Yeah, yeah. Just... I think once he goes in his prime, it. I think the Brinkett's going to be a great player in this prime. If if he goes, if he stays with Chicago or not, I think this. I know this is another team where, I think the problem is that they don't have another defenseman because you look at Adam Boquist and Duncan Keith, they aren't really that great. And sure, Keith may have seven assists and Boquist has seven assists, but this is another team that's solely lacking a good defenseman. And you get Nikita Zadorov, who's not also been great as well. And I think this is something that uh, Chicago really needs to try to improve on their defensive skill because right now their top defenseman isn't doing really pretty much anything yeah i would say their least impressive defenseman uh to me has been dahan um who gets paid more whereas Adorov is more paid to just play defense where dahan is paid to be a little bit more where i don't know why he still plays 20 minutes on average honestly because he's been pretty bad this year um but uh either way I would agree with you in terms of a whole, no matter if it's the door off or the Han. Uh, to me, I think it's the Han. You're going to have somebody that comes out for somebody to come in. Boquist is only 20, so he's doing good uh, in facets, but you still see his rawness. Same goes with Ian Mitchell, who's only 22, and you have playing first line with Keith at time, which is a little bit above and beyond the call of duty at this point, but they have him doing it. Um, I think in terms where I probably should have went with it, honestly, uh, with the last team and went with Dreiger because of how good he's doing in net for uh, Florida is my impressed guy. But I think with Chicago, I have to go with the goaltender and Kevin Lankanen because in 15 games, he has a 2-5-5 and a 9-2-4 and is 9-3. I mean, let's be honest, Chicago wouldn't be nearly as good as they are if it wasn't for this kid stepping up and being a top-notch rookie goaltender that the Bowmans talked up uh, coming over from Finnish League and dominating over there and then just getting it done over here. So this is the guy I always joke about now where I'm just never going to doubt the Bowmans. They can say some random guy off the street's going to score 30 goals, and I'll trust them at this point. So Lankanen, to me, is my surprise guy. But when it comes to trade acquisitions, I agree with you. Whether it's a Zadora for a Dahan, I think there's a – defensive position open that you can definitely add a more secure veteran there if they do want to compete and at this point they're the Bowmans I think they're definitely going to try to compete because once they smell that blood and they know they can be in it usually they're a team that's going to try to go for it but uh we're now wrapping up with our uh Final contenders, since I don't think uh, we're going to consider the Blue Jackets um, as one yeah. since they fell would, off. Yeah. So I would say yeah, Carolina's our final Carolina. contender. Yeah. yeah, okay. Perfect. Yeah, I was going to say Carolina's our final contender. Did you want to start with the Canes, or did you want me to start with the Canes? I'll start with the Canes. Actually, yeah, you okay, could start. Yeah, you could start. I've done a lot. Of, you could start. Okay. 
excuse me, when it comes to the Hurricanes, uh, I think obviously Rod Brindamore just does a phenomenal job at just getting everything out of that lineup he possibly can. But when it comes to an impressed player, I think when it comes to that, it's Jordan Stahl because honestly he's getting more offenses than I thought he would have at this point. At 32, he's kind of just been that always consistent bottom six player now that gets paid a couple million bucks over uh, what a bottom six should get paid at six million. But this year, he actually has 15 points with seven goals and eight assists and has been kind of turning back the clock on offense a bit where I didn't expect to see that. I just expected to see the typical good, consistent Jordan Stahl, but that doesn't really perform on the stat sheet as much, but just does all the little things now. But he is performing on the stat sheet, so good by him. Um, when it comes to somebody they could acquire, I think it's just glaringly obvious. Um, when it comes to Carolina, um, I do like uh, Nedeljkovic, the new goaltender, Alex Nedeljkovic, that stepped up for them. But it's still clearly goaltending since Mrazic got injured. That's the glaring hole. Reimer's basically getting done what he has to get done, but he doesn't have a good save percentage, but he's making the saves he needs to. You would rather have a guy you're fully confident in and not just saying he's doing what he has to do. So I would say goaltending and then Nadelkovich until Mrazic comes back, I think should be your man with that said goaltender and not James Reimer. Or you have a three-person thing like some teams are doing because uh, it's been a little shaky there until Nadelkovich came in and stabilized it. So I would say get a veteran goaltender. Yeah. So I'll give it to you on the position. I think after Mazak got injured, he's not been – I think the Carolina's goaltending has not been great. I think getting a veteran goaltender, like you said, is something that I think you hit it right on the other head. I think they get a veteran goaltender in the trade deadline. As for the person for me that has impressed me, I'm gonna say Vincent Trocheck. I think he's really been one of the one of the more um, high eight players. One of the and ever since he left Florida, he came to Carolina. He's performed pretty well. Ten goals, seven assists in nineteen games. Has a plus average of one. I think he's definitely doing something by like coming over to Carolina, where they have a young team with like Andre Svechnikov and Sebastian Aho. You have a really good young team. Actually, no, Sebastian Aho. My bad. I would say uh, Andre Svechnikov, who's been one of the younger. Players. And you also have some great veterans like Nino Niederreiter. And Tuvo Teravainen has been playing great. I think they, I think even as a goal, as I'll agree with you saying goalie, but I think they need to look something more in the left wing. I think left wing's another um, type of uh, uh, position they should look for because you have Tuvo Teravainen number one vocal rather than playing that great. And the more I look to see that their stats haven't been that great. Yeah, I could see them going if they don't go for goaltender, going for winger. I just think the glaring uh, siren call uh, position has always been goaltender in Carolina for the past couple years. Where That's why I went there. Where Gardner has been better when he's been in where he's out now, too, on defense. But um, I think uh, the other position uh, would be maybe – uh, defense if they don't go with forward, but I would agree if I didn't go with goaltending, I'd probably agree with you and say forward. I just think goaltending is no, a glaring one there. Go ahead. No, I said wing. I didn't say forward. Oh, wing. Okay, gotcha. Well, specifically wing. Okay, specifically Le- left wing. Gotcha. Yeah, left wing. 
Gotcha. Okay. Well, this has been our, as my one good friend, that podcaster, uh, Pierre Wisdom says our full 42. Um, this has been our division contenders um, podcast where we go into who we think's impressed us the most on the contenders. And we talked also, of course, about who we think position-wise should be traded for for those teams to really contend and get to the promised land. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, Luke, I'll turn it over to you to give your uh, handles to where people can follow you if you want to give those out. Yeah. So you can follow me at SHC Backup ACC. Um, for now, until hopefully Twitter gets me back my account, my original account back, but if it's not, you can follow me over there. Okay, perfect. Um, for me, you can follow me at JJBorick26 on Twitter, and you can follow the Overtime Heroics hockey page at hockey underscore O-T-H. We hope you enjoyed the Overtime's Heroic Hockey Podcast Contenders Edition. Everybody have a great, safe, and pleasant day, and enjoy the hockey. For Luke, I am Joe. Have a great day. Peace out, everybody.